right, everybody. Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing good? Right on. Aren't you glad that we don't cancel service because of a thunderstorm or rain? I mean, come on. Take that. Take that. Uh, I also was uh, thankful that they didn't postpone the game to this morning because I think we would have found out what the true religion of Nebraska is. That's, that's what I was told earlier, and I'm like, that, that, that's like a word from the Lord. Someone heard a whisper from God, right? Like, don't do it, don't do it, all right? We think we know who we are, but we're not sure, all right? We might have an identity crisis there. Um, yeah, we, I think, actually, once I heard that, I predicted to myself, if they would have postponed the game to one of our service times, you would have still been here, all right? Because you loved, you loved Jesus, and you would put Jesus first, but there would have been a lot of awkward amens at wrong moments. <laughs> And a lot of people like secret service, like this, <laughs> listening, right, saying amen at weird moments. And we would just have played along with it. That's what we would have done. Um, and like updates would have shown up on the screens, you know? <laughs> and it would have been the most energetic service ever, ever. So it would have been great. Well, hey, guys, look, you came, uh, you came for the wrap-up of our current series called Whisper. If you've been here all these weeks, we've really been trying to challenge our congregation uh, with this one critical idea, and that is that God is a speaking God, and that God speaks to us today, and that God can speak to you, and that God wants to speak to you. Because one of the biggest things I get asked all the time is, you know, how do I hear the voice of God? And are you sure God wants to speak to me? <laughs> I tell you what, God hasn't created anything in humanity you know, men and women that he doesn't want to speak to. And can I include children as well? Because there's some incredible biblical examples of God even speaking to children. That God wants to speak to you. And so today what I want to do is I want to encourage you as we send you off on this journey of listening to the voice of God before maybe we come back and we hit this topic again in the years to come. You know, more, more strategic like we've been doing for these past five weeks. I wanted to kind of send you off with an encouragement today. Uh, but I wanted to challenge you as well. And so I've been thinking a lot about this and what topics should I tackle here at the last so that it acts like a springboard sending you out on a journey to continue to hear the whisper of God. And I've saved this one concept for last, and it's the concept of faith. But as I mentioned the word faith, please, don't, don't instantly tune me out, okay? Don't, don't turn me off yet. I'm not talking about faith in God. I understand that by, by the sheer fact that you are here in this auditorium or you're at our Norplak campus right now, or you're watching us online, there's something about faith in God that exists in you. You're either sold out to God is who he said that he is, or you're searching to see if God is who he said that he is. So you're either in a place where your, your faith is fully engaged or you're trying to engage faith in God. That's not the faith I'm talking about. I'm talking about a faith that's beyond just God exists. I'm talking about a faith that God would actually, the creator of the universe, want to interact with you. There's a lot of people that believe God exists, but they believe that God is a distant God, that he's disengaged from humanity. We'll be tackling things like that called lies in a series that's coming up that will be starting more like in November, at the end of October. And so you're going to want to come back for things like that. But you know, a lot of people believe in God, but they just don't believe that God would whisper to them, or they don't believe that God would want to speak to them. Or if he does, like, like, does he want to interact with me on a regular basis? And the truth of that is yes. God really does want to interact with you. So what role does faith play in helping you hear the whisper of God? Well, it starts with this. 
Faith makes you hungry to hear the whisper. That's where it all starts. Faith makes you hungry to hear the whisper. You know, I found out something uh, recently um, that was actually very disappointing to me. Like, I've been trying to, you know, cut calories, and I've always had this, um, you know, concept that I don't want to drink any calories because I'd rather eat them. Anybody else with me? Come on. Amen to that. So I've been like on the diet soda thing forever in my life, right? If I'm going to have a soda, it's going to be diet. And um, I know some of you guys, I, I don't even drink soda. Praise God for you. All right. You're animals. All right. Amazing. And in, 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 a, in a good way, like, you know, strong, strong willed kind of thing. Uh, but I found out that, you know, with all the studies that have been going on, they really believe now from a scientific perspective that all, all of the artificial sweeteners actually make your brain desire to eat more calories. What kind of a sick world do we live in? <laughs> Where I'm trying to like, you know, do right, but I'm using artificial sweeteners and it, my body is going, oh, thank you for using that. By the way, give me three steaks. You know, like your body's going, I'm, I want more, I want more, I want more. So artificial sweeteners make you more hungry for food. It blows my mind away, all right? I don't get that. But just like that is a fact now, artificial sweeteners actually do trigger something inside of us that make us more hungry for food. Faith also makes you more hungry to hear his whisper. Again, that faith that God can whisper to me, that faith that God does when he interact with me, that faith causes you to actually be more hungry to hear his whisper. Faith, that's because faith believes that God wants us to include him in our everyday agenda. That's part of what faith is. Faith trusts that God's intentions are always good no matter what they are. That's why we want to hear his whisper. But faith also believes that God's plan is always better than what we could choose. That's part of why faith hungers to hear the whisper of God. And when faith rules your heart, it creates a hunger to hear God's whisper. That's what we see in the life of a guy that we want to look at today, David. Um, David is, uh, out of the Old Testament, King David is how we know him now. Um, a lot of people, there could be some of you that are here today that and you've yet to commit your life to Jesus and you still have heard about King David out of the Old Testament. I mean, David is a guy that as a boy is a shepherd and, you know, he's, he's known as one who's killed a lion and a bear with his own hands. He, he's a young man, like a teenager, who shows up on the war front where all these men are there to battle the Philistines. And David hears this giant keep coming into the valley, you know, and, um, you know, just, you know, it, it, hurling these insults at God's people and at God. And so David gets a little ticked at that. And so he gets a, he gets a real manly kind of a weapon, you know. Um, he gets a slingshot and he gets out there and he kills the giant. I mean, this is what David's known for. David's known as a incredible warrior, um, a powerful warrior. David's known as a great leader. He's known as a man of an amazing bravery. David's known as a man with, you know, expert tactical abilities. David one time was, he wanted to marry the king's daughter. And so the king said to him, well, David, because uh, he really didn't like David. So he says to David, well, if you go kill a uh, hundred enemies, right? If you kill a hundred enemies, I'll let you marry my daughter. Thinking to himself, like, <laughs> if I send David out to kill a hundred enemies, it's for sure that he's probably going to die. And I'm not, I don't have to let him marry my daughter. David does just the opposite. David goes out and kills 200 of the enemies and brings them back. Like, that's the kind of dude that David is. But David's also known as a man who loves God. He's known as a man who honors God. 
And he's also known as a man who has the favor of God on his life. David, when he was anointed king, he was very hungry to hear the whisper of God. Very hungry to hear the whisper of God. That's where I want to take you in scripture. I want to take you to this place in 2 Samuel chapter 5, where David is anointed as king. And here's, here's what happens. It says that in verse 17, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told that they were coming, so he went to the stronghold. The Philistines arrived, and they spread out across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. So David went to Baal Perazim, and he defeated the, the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So David named the place Baal Perazim, which means that the, the Lord who bursts through. Here's David, right? He's hungry to hear the whisper of God because he's just become king and the Philistines are now back at it again. The Philistines, these are the same guys that David walked into the valley, took his little slingshot and killed a giant. Now, if you, if you didn't take time to study this passage, then you will miss something very profound. The Philistines, who had giants in there, like, you know, tall guys, we're talking eight, nine feet tall kind of guys, in their ranks as, as warriors, that the Philistines, they show up to attack and to capture David, and they show up in a particular valley. The valley they show up in was referred to as the Valley of Rephaim. Now that word, Rephaim, back into the original language, the Hebrew language out of the Old Testament that it came from is the word Rapha, and that word means giants. So here's the Philistines, and they show back up to conquer David, and they show up into the Valley of Giants. Here's what I find so interesting about that. Right, if, we're, if, we, if faith causes us to be hungry to hear his whisper. David didn't need any faith to conquer, the, to conquer the Philistines. He had already done it. He didn't need any faith to kill giants. He had already done it. It was like the enemy was coming to David and challenging his faith, asking, asking David to basically trust in your experience. You've already done this. You've already conquered this enemy. You've already killed the giants. Here they are again. This David, you're the new king. Like, make the command. Get out there and kill the people. That's what kind of thoughts would have been going on and wrestling inside of the hearts of every one of us in this room. But hear me out. Past experience can be your greatest asset. That's true. But it can also be your greatest weakness. And it was what the enemy was trying to tap into for David. You have experience in this area. You're not intimidated that they're meeting in the valley of giants. David didn't trust in his past experience. David's faith in God caused him to seek the whisper of God more than his experience. And what happened when he sought the whisper of God? God gave him direction. He followed it, and he won the victory, right? Powerful. Faith, faith can increase your hunger in hearing the whisper of God over your experiences. But that's not where the story ends. If that's where the story ends, it's an average story. But the story goes on from there. And it says in the next few verses, so after a while, the Philistines, they returned again and they spread out across the same valley of giants, by the way. 
And again, David asked the Lord, what do I do? And God said, do not attack them straight on, the Lord replied. Instead, circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Well, that verse actually was already up there. That should have been wiped away. So at the end of it, he circled behind and he attacked them near the poplar trees. Okay? Here's here's again where we're going. What does David do when the Philistines come back now that he's going to battle them for? This is not just the third time. He's battled them before. What does he do even though he knows them, even though he just recently had a success in defeating them, even though he's killed their giants? What does he do? He goes back and he says again, I want to hear the whisper of God. Guys, I'm telling you, faith will make you hungry to hear God's whisper. Don't just trust in your experience. Don't just trust that you've been down that road before. You've made similar decisions. Don't do that. Let your faith in the fact that God can whisper, let that cause you to be more hungry, to come after God and say, God, teach me what you want me to do at this very moment. Let your faith establish God like David did as the supreme authority in your life. When God becomes the supreme authority in your life, then you want to seek him more. And don't let anything get above it. Nothing. Not the favor of, you know, friends, you know, the opinion of people at work. You know, not money, not success. Don't even let experience, past experience, trump the ability and the desire of the hunger to hear the whisper of God for today. Seek God out of humility to his authority. That's what David did. David stayed in that place. And whenever, whenever David stayed with that attitude, he was successful. But many of you, you know the story of David. And you know that he wasn't always successful. Well, watch his actions before the moments that he falls at his greatest. And he doesn't operate by faith and he's no longer hungry to hear the whisper of God. He operates out of what he thinks is right. That's when he stumbles and he falls. Let's learn from that. Set God as the supreme authority and let's come to him with a humble heart. And when we do that, then the supreme authority of God will whisper to us and he'll give us directions. If you apply this first principle, then you'll be able to follow the second principle, which is faith allows you to follow the whisper. So if If you're hungry, if your faith causes you to be hungry to hear the whisper, then faith will allow you to follow the whisper because hearing the whisper of God is one thing. Following the whisper of God is a whole nother thing. See, following the whisper of God requires the works of obedience. And I specifically said it that way. It requires the works of obedience. And that's a very fine line that we all need to understand today. It's a fine line to walk faith and this works peace. James 2, he speaks about this and he says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Of course not. That kind of faith can't save anyone. Faith without works is dead, the Bible teaches us. Faith without some kind of an action to it. Like David just believing that God is who that he is, And then when God whispers to him, the faith of actually taking the army into the valley and conquering them, that was the works part. Like I had to go do the part that followed the faith. But the fine line is what we see in Ephesians. Ephesians 2 says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not, this is not your own doing. 
It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Works doesn't save anybody. Like, there's nothing that you can do right now to make God love you more. You can't go home today after this service and sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then go, God, are you more, do you love me more now? He'll go, no, no, I don't. You can't go home and, you know, purchase plane tickets to the mo most remote, you know, village in Africa to go serve the most underprivileged people that might live on planet Earth and to spend the rest of your life there and say, God, don't you love me more because that's what I'm doing for you? And God would say, no, I don't love you more. Well, then God, how do you love me more? And he would simply say to us, live by faith, not by works. So the end result is this, faith must drive your actions of obedience. Otherwise, works becomes the result. That, if you heard me right, then what you just heard me say was, you, you, you have to hear the whisper from God because the whisper from God is where faith comes in so that what we do brings glory and honor to God. But if we're not hungry to hear the whisper of God, then we'll be a people that all we are is a people of works. And we'll think that we're doing what God wants us to do. And we think we're making the impact for God that is going to make a difference. But in the end, it amounts to nothing. It's a hill of straw that gets hit with the staff of the Lord and it gets consumed. So how do we make sure that we're living by faith and not by works? Then we have to get hungry to hear the whisper of God. That's why I wanted to end with faith. I want to send you out today. And I want to I want, hear me. Look at me right now, everybody. God wants to speak to each of you. He has a strong desire to speak to each of you. To direct you. Because he wants your life to be lived by faith. So that the works that you do, they come underneath it. And they line up with it. So that we're following the whisper of God. When we're following the whisper of God, works always finds its right place. Faith will allow you to follow the whisper of God, even when it stretches you, though, and it takes you out of your comfort zone. And that's what we find with David. This go back to the story of David. The faith to hear the whisper stretched him. It took him out of his comfort zone. Let's go back to where we left David. In verse 23 is where we left David. It said, again, David asked the Lord what to do, and God says, right, do not attack them straight on. Instead, circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. We, we left David near the, with this hearing of God, David, go circle around the enemy, go back where the poplar trees are. But however, I cut it off on purpose and I didn't give you the rest of what God said. Here's the rest of what God said to him, starting in verse 24. That when you hear, David, when you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on the alert. That'll be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. So David did what the Lord commanded, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. God again moved in a miraculous way. But pause for a moment. David, who is he? He's now a mighty king. Who is he? He's a powerful, mighty, renowned warrior. Who is he? He's a giant killer. Who is he? He's a king that's already defeated the Philistines once. And what does God whisper to him? Go take your army and sit underneath some trees for a while. Like, check that out. You want, you want to talk about stretching somebody? Take a powerful warrior and tell him, no, don't go fight. 
Just go sit underneath some trees. Oh, and by the way, you're the leader, David, and so you got to go tell all your men this is the action plan. Like his men are not accustomed to this. His men are accustomed to David going, we're going to charge, head on. We're on top of the mountain, run down into the valley, the valley of Rephaim, and let's conquer these guys. They think they're giants in their own eyes, but greater is he who is with us than he who is in the Lord, and they go down and they're swinging swords. It's like like the epic, you know, all-time best Hollywood movie ever. But this particular moment right here doesn't make necessarily the best movie. Okay, men, we got this big assignment. God whispered to me, yeah, we're going we're gonna to secretly like sneak around the enemy. Okay, I'm in, David. And then we're going to sit underneath the trees. Okay, yeah, and then what? We're going to wait for the, the trees to make this sound like an army's marching over the top of us. And that's when the men turn to each other and they're like, has he been drinking or is... Who did he meet with? It's a stretch. When you hear the whisper of God, it's not always going to be exactly what you understand. It's not always going to fall right into your nice little sweet spot, right? It's going to require, like David, some bold leadership, some amazing courage, some bravery to follow the whisper of God. David loved the whisper the first time, run down to the, run down to the valley and attack. The second whisper, he did it, but I guarantee you it was much more difficult to believe and it was more difficult to lead. Faith, though, it allows you to follow the whisper. So take this into consideration. Do what David did. Take the first step and follow the whisper as if it's your last step and your only step. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's the first step in following the whisper that's the most difficult, okay? It's the very first one. Once you take the first one, it's a lot easier to follow it all out. That's what David did. David acted as if there wasn't another plan B. There was only a plan A. And then he launched out and he said, okay, I'm going to follow God. But also do this. Allow faith to overcome your human rational thought. I guarantee you David had to allow faith to help him hear the whisper and overcome his rational thought. Because God, God's whisper isn't always going to make sense to you at first, just like it didn't for David. But listen careful to me. Listen very carefully. Never assume that hearing the whisper of God and following the whisper of God is going to get easier over time. Never assume that. Right? Now, here's some things that should happen. The confidence, there should be a confidence that builds in recognizing his voice. That should increase. There should be an increase of faith, right, to follow the whisper. Like, that should increase. But the whispers from God tend to, over time, to increase in intensity, requiring a greater and a greater level of obedience and sacrifice. That's exactly what you see in David's story. A greater and greater level of obedience and sacrifice. Because the whispers, over time, they tend to increase. Let me give you a couple of other examples. I wish somebody would have told me when Kim and I decided to have four children and to raise them, I wish somebody would have told me early on, hey, the toughest days of being a parent are going to be when your kids graduate from high school and they go out and they go into adulthood. That's going to be the toughest days of being a parent. Why? Because it is one thing to lead your children through the challenges of adolescence, but it's a much heavier weight to partner with your children through adulthood. Why? 
because you start to recognize that the price for every one of their actions radically increases and you're not there to be hands-on. It's the toughest time of being a parent. I wish somebody would have prepared me for that. But instead, everybody's like on the urgent, on the urgent, on the urgent. Like, how do I deal with a rebellious teenager? That's like cake work. That's, that's cakewalk compared to what I'm talking about. We're talking a whole different level of faith that's required. A whole different level of sacrifice that's required. You know, to live that out. And if you're sitting here today and you haven't had children and that's scaring you, I'm sorry. It's no cakewalk in having kids. Let me put it to you another way. It's one thing to sacrifice everything for Jesus when you don't have anything. Like when we were young, Kim and I, man, we went on some incredible faith journeys. If you look back, we didn't have anything. Like how much did we sacrifice to go on the journey? We didn't have a whole lot to give up. But now, now you own a house or you own a business. And God whispers to you with that deep challenge that he wants you to do something that's going to stretch you like he stretched David. And now what do you do? Oh, man, well, man, we got this house or I got this business. How do I walk away from this? I got this great job. How do I get out of this? Or I put my roots down in a community for the last few decades. What do I do with all these friendships and all this stuff that's common, everything that I know? How do I walk away from that? Or now I have grandchildren. Right? I got grandchildren and I whisper to my wife anything like, hey babe, you know that God may not leave us here for the rest of our lives. You, you got that, right? She's like, he would never take us away from our grandchildren, would he? <laughs> yeah, he would. He'll whisper it. You may not have the faith to follow it. See, the, the longer we're in this journey, the whispers get more intense. And it's like God keeps going. You thought you gave it all early, but there's more to give. You thought you sacrificed it all early, but there's more to sacrifice. That's what faith is. So church, if I could do anything today, I want to encourage you with this. Let your faith radically increase so that you're prepared to follow the whisper from God in your future, no matter what it is that he whispers. Even if it's as crazy as go sit the poplar trees and wait for them to make the sound of a marching army. God, I will do it, and I will stake my reputation on it, no matter what it is, right? Why? Because this, faith will take you on a journey through the whispers of God. There's many more whispers to come in your future. There's many more whispers that God wants to challenge you, and he wants to test, in a way, your obedience to him. Like when God whispers to you one of these days coming up in the future, when you're faced with some big, massive thing to deal with, and you think it demands action right now, and God whispers to you, and he says these words, be still and know that I'm God right now. I'll tell you right now, that will be one of the most challenging whispers that you will ever hear. What? Don't defend myself? What? Don't take action right now? Be still and know that you are God. You hear that whisper and it's going to challenge you to the core to just wait. Or what about you hear the whisper from God to forgive because you're dealing with a really hurtful, painful situation. And God says forgive and you don't want to forgive because you want to hang on to it because you don't want to forget it because you don't ever want it to happen to you again. Or you want to hang on to it because you want to hold revenge against that person. But God whispers to you and he says forgive. Or what happens when God whispers to you and he says I want you to give an offering financially or give a tithe or I want you to give sacrificially, and yes, it actually will hurt. It will hurt the finance book, 
but God whispers it to you. Will you be able to take that challenge? Because God's got so many more whispers for you in the future that requires incredible faith. Faith to be hungry for him and faith to follow him. Faith to believe that when you're sitting at the coffee table you know, with some friends across, the, across on another couch or at a coffee shop or at a restaurant and God whispers to you and he says, hey, look, I want you to share this with them. I've got this prophetic word I want you to share with them or this word of wisdom or this word of knowledge and it just impacts your heart out of nowhere. Will you have the faith to step out and do it? Because that's a, that's, a, that's a whisper that's coming in your future. Or the faith to pray for a friend who's going through an incredible sickness. The faith to pray with them, to lay hands on them in their living room and to pray for the healing to happen. The faith to even believe that God can do that. Or the faith for the breakthrough in your life. The faith that God can actually break the habits that you're faced with right now. Or he can break the life-controlling choices that you, you've chosen right now. Faith, like incredible faith journeys are ahead of you. Incredible whispers from God are ahead of you. But if you don't have faith that God can whisper to you today, you're not gonna walk in those in the future. Faith believes that God's plan is the best, even if it feels like you're stepping into the unknown at times. And guys, it's vital that you finish the whisper that God gave you if you wanna hear more whispers from God. So yes, there is a journey of whispers ahead of us. But please remember this. Please remember this. Right? There's going to be a time when you hear God whisper to you, and you're going to know it as sure as you hear my voice right now. And you're going to plan to act on it, but you're going to miss the moment. It's going to happen. God's going to whisper. You're going to know it. You're going to plan to act on it, but you're going to miss the moment. Please remember these words. Pick yourself back up. Repent to God. Lean in to God. Learn from that moment and just start asking God, God, give me, give me another whisper and I will act. Give me another whisper and I will act. You don't give up and walk away. You pick yourself up and you repent and you start moving forward with God. Never stop growing in your faith. It's gonna help you to seize the moment and act on the whisper no matter how crazy it sounds in your future. I had, some, I had a leader in our church email me two weeks ago with a whisper they felt like God had shared with them. And I thought, you know what, I want, I want you to hear the whisper that God, God had shared with them because it's for our church. He says these words. I was praying and God gave me a picture of a relay race. Fans filled the bleachers to watch the race and the fans were the ones that have gone before us anxiously watching to see how we do. Then I was reminded of two points. First, in a relay race, runners do not win an individual medal for their leg of the race. The whole team receives a medal based on where the last runner finishes. And if the last runner trips and falls, then the whole team has to pay the price. But I was reminded of the second thing, that each leg of the race is a different competition. We're not racing against the same competitor as those who ran before us. This is why we must be willing to adapt our methods of ministry to win as God leads. Following the same methods of ministry that we have always done will not be as effective against the adversary we face in our leg of the race. So we don't know if, for sure if we are the last runners of the relay race. But we must run our leg of the race to put our team in a position to win. And if we aren't the last runner to cross the finish line ourselves, then whoever we pass the baton off to should start their leg of the race in the lead. And I was like, amen to that, man. 
Like we're building on the shoulders of those who ran before us. Some of you are in this room right now, those who have ran before us. And the baton's been handed. The baton's been handed, and it's our turn to run right now. And it's our, it's our leg of the race to race. We want to make sure that if we're the last ones to run, we want to cross the finish line and finish strong for Christ if he should return. But if we pass the baton off to another generation, we want to give it to them better than we found it. We want to give it to them in a lead so they pick up and they just charge forward. Amen? So let faith make you hungry to hear God's whisper. That's how you're going to play your part. Let faith give you courage to follow the whisper of God. And let faith take you on a journey to discover all that God wishes to whisper to you. So if you want God to continue whispering to you, or you want to open your heart up to say, God, I want you to whisper to me. Like, I want to follow your whisper journey no matter where you lead me, God. I want to have that kind of faith like David showed, that faith that caused me to be hungry to seek your whisper, and that faith that allows me to follow it no matter how crazy it sounds. If that's who you are, then I invite you to stand with me, and I invite you just to put your hand over your heart, and I want to pray for you, all right? If that's who you are, just go ahead and stand with me right now. But God, I invite you to whisper to me. I want to hear your whisper, right? In here and in North Platte, if that's who you are. I just want to pray for you, and then we're going to move into a time of, of response and worship to the Lord. Father, I pray for this congregation that they would take this series and they would charge forward with it. They would take this series and they would move forward in the seeking of your whisper. That, Lord, I pray that their faith would increase inside of their, inside of their heart, that they would believe you that you can whisper to them, that you want to whisper to them, you want to direct them, you want to speak to them, you want to give them uh, guidance and leadership in their life, and you want to stretch them and you want to take them places that they've yet to go. Lord, so give them faith to hunger for your whisper and give them faith to follow you no matter what the whisper is, no matter how crazy it sounds, no matter where it takes them. Lord, that at the end of their days, they would look back and they would say, there's one thing for sure that I'm certain of. I'm thankful I followed the whispers of God all the days of my life. And when I missed it, I picked myself up and I repented. I learned and I'm charged forward and I stayed hungry to hear God's voice. So Lord, speak to this congregation. Lead them. They need to hear your voice more than they hear my voice. They need to hear your voice more than they hear the news. They need to hear your voice more than they hear the voice of our culture. Lord, if we don't hear your voice, there is no church of the future. There is, no, there is no leg of this race where we finish it stronger than we found it. There is no passing the baton on because unless we hear your voice and we follow your whisper, we got nothing to pass on. So Lord, fill our hearts with your spirit right now and make us hungry, hungry to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen.